Welcome to Dream Reality, New Earth Radio, empowering you to remember the choice is yours. I'm your host, Dr. Dream, and this is our co-host, Ilya Nabutovsky. And now, on with the show. Well there, good evening everyone, this is Dr. Dream and um, I am in the ether as it were with uh, my amazing, incredible, wonderful co-host, Ilya. Yes, I am here in sunny Southern California and you are on the other side of the country, is that right? Yes, I am uh, in very dark but I only mean that in terms of um, how bright it is out. Uh, Virginia, I am on the side of a mountain. Um, And actually, because my cell reception is not so great, I am sitting out in a vehicle, um, and uh, my amazing hostess, uh, while I was preparing uh, for the show um, with with you guys, uh, brought dinner out to me in the truck, um and uh it's just it's I, I, I expressed it before as as we were as we were chatting, I absolutely love my life. It is amazing and um just vibrant, exciting and juicy and um I'm just bringing all that energy to um to our broadcast tonight. Yes, I love that. And we have an amazing broadcast tonight. We have a very special guest, and why don't you go ahead and introduce him? <laughs> Ilya, you know what? It's just you're a lot of fun. I love, I just I absolutely love and adore and honor and respect you um, for just all aspects of who you are, and it just tickles me when you take this role of keeping me on track, and and I love that. But you're absolutely tonight uh, right about tonight, and a uh, beautiful segue there. Um, we have an incredible guest with us this evening. Uh, Michael Perlin is a metaphysical filmmaker who is creating films to bring about a new revolution in consciousness. Wow, it just I say that in my... The, the the vibratory frequency of my being was raised just by saying that. Um, and he has an amazing, amazing story, and he's going to, to share um, aspects of um, his past, his present, and uh, vision for his future with us tonight. Um, he has a new movie out, uh, the title of which is Three Magic Words, which... I just realized is actually three words in itself, but those are not the words. Um, And I've been instructed that I cannot give away uh, what the words are because that would be like uh, just going right to the end of the movie. But um, tonight's topic uh, with Michael is the film industry, metaphysics, and world religions, my life lessons. And so I welcome you, Michael Perlin, to Dream Reality New Earth Radio. Thank you. Hi. Thanks for calling me incredible. I've never heard anyone call me that before. I find that hard to believe that you have never been called incredible. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, but uh, 
the metaphysical well, filmmaker part is correct. Well, I do love I like that. that. I, I like I, that. I want to I share with people um, how I met you. Yes. Now, what was the what was the date that, that I met you? The actual uh, month, March day, March fourth. March fourth. By the way, I think it's really cool. You remember the exact day that we met. <laughs> um, but I was um, I had just gotten back from Japan, where I had the honor of meeting uh, Goodney Goodnison. And um, Goodney uh, and I did an event in Tokyo, and he invited me to uh, a film that he was involved in. And um, so I had got, I had returned, I think, the day before, and we went to the uh, Los Angeles premiere screening of Three Magic Words. And I have to tell you that um, in the in the um, the audience that night were. I would say a majority of the 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 light workers that I'm familiar with um from Southern California, uh people that are truly making a difference um by how they're living and what they're doing and and so here we were and um this film rocked me so much that you and I were at an event at an event a couple nights later and the opportunity to meet and uh, have really, uh, re- really have bonded and joined forces, and it's incredibly exciting. And so, you know, just the way that that we met, and um, and and being in the energy of of what of what you have created, um, you know, makes this topic tonight <clears throat> all the more meaningful for me because what I know about you, Michael, is the energy of who you are right now. And of what you and and your extended team have created. So here at the beginning of this broadcast, what I'm really interested in is like, how did Michael Perlin get here to be introducing this this film that's going to rock people's world called Three Magic Words? How where did you come from? Well, first of all, I hope it rocks people's world. I mean, that, that's the ultimate goal as a filmmaker. When you make a movie, especially your first movie, that is the goal. And uh, I really do hope it does. Um, how did it all start? I was raised in, well, I grew up in as a southern boy in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, later on high school years, I moved to Texas and uh, lived in Austin, went to college there. Um, when I came to Texas is when I started... <laughs> Believe it or not, when I started my metaphysical studies, um, surprisingly there were there were areas you can go in, in Dallas, like metaphysical bookshops and um, different uh, organizations that you can find all kinds of um, jewels of material in to study metaphysics. And that was what my major focus and interest was because um, I just uh, felt like that there was, uh, that there wasn't, I just never felt like what was happening on the planet was 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 really right to me. I just didn't see war as something we were, were supposed to be doing. I, I think it's wrong. Uh, I'm surprised to me that that there's people out there that don't agree with that. Um, you know, I think that and I, I, a lot of things I've just found wrong with, with what we were doing with the, with the planet and with how we treat each other. So um, I turned to world religions and metaphysics and the reason I did that is 
because I knew that uh, there was something, that one of the things that uh, caused uh, the hatred was uh, the difference in, in belief systems. And I studied metaphysics many, many years, um, and, and I was searching. I wanted, I didn't know that I, what I was going to do when I found the message that I was looking for. I, I knew that there were so many different beliefs, so many different ideas, but I, in, in, inside me, I knew that there was something I could, as growing up, like, like just a typical average American in an American family, in a Jewish family, um, I knew that the majority of Americans were like me. And if I could find a message, a theme, a common theme that tied in all of the, uh, all the ideas from the spiritual masters and teachers from all cultures and all religions and, and all historical backgrounds, if I could find that common theme, then I, would, I, I knew that if I did, I, I would be able to figure out a way to tell the world. And that, that was what my, my goal was, because um, I wanted to speak the language of the, the really America is what my, my first focus, because, uh, you know, we, we are spreading a universal language and across the planet. And this was before the Internet came out. So I was just like, okay, well, you know, maybe in the future I'll make a movie. If I find this answer, I'll make a movie about it. The movies get out there. So uh, to make a long story short, uh, I uh, told my dad one night at dinner, this was out of college, I said, uh, Dad, I'm going to move to L.A. and try screenwriting. And he said, absolutely not. And I said, well, you know, he said, uh, you, you're not, you know, how many people go out there and try to make it in, in the movie industry and write and, and there's so much competition and, you know, the, the whole thing that, that a lot of people look at when they hear that. Um, but I knew I was going. And so I, I said to him, uh, you know what, Dad? You're saying exactly what you're supposed to be saying right now. And he didn't know how to respond to that. So um, I... Picked up everything that took off. I had no support. Uh, nobody gave me any money. I was uh, barely made it. I had barely enough for gas just to get there, and I lived out of my car. I was over in uh, Venice Beach, living out of my car, showering on the beach with a friend of mine who came out here with me, who, who, my friend Scott, who was pursuing acting. And so here we are, two guys just left Texas to pursue the, the, the American dream, right? Um, so... Uh, started waiting tables and uh, was able to finally buy some food and clothing and uh, you know I, I, I just I put myself where I wanted to be I found a job finally at um, a metaphysical bookshop and where I just absorbed myself into all the books that were out, were out there I mean there's so many different um, teachers and metaphysical books even from 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 hundreds of years ago, um, I just did the research. And one day I was looking through the used book section. Um, and there was this little golden book that uh, was falling apart. It had tape on the binder holding the pages together. And I pulled it out. And uh, it had a little genie lamp on the front of it with smoke coming out of it. And this literally was like, looked like it was 100 years old and falling apart. And it was a book called Three Magic Words by U.S. Anderson. And uh, I read the back, and I'm like, hmm, this looks like something interesting. And I, I read the book, and 
guess what I found in the book? Was the answer <laughs> I was looking for. The common theme that tied it all together, it was there. And that was when my whole world changed. And I started, uh, and this was after years, too, of, of being in L.A. and working in several different jobs. And um, finally, I, I went, I put myself in back, I went back to school, Santa Monica College, community college, um, took some film classes, studied uh, film editing, became an editor um, for various independent companies. Uh, and so I learned the ropes. I learned post-production, graphic design, and motion graphics and editing and and a little cinematography. So I had the theme in my hand. I had a, I had some knowledge on filmmaking, and all the scripts that I wrote for from the many years that I was here, they were all in the metaphysical genre. I I was tossing those around for years, but nobody ever. It wasn't it wasn't the, the same. The response I got from everybody was, uh, no, this isn't. Uh, nobody wants that kind of material right now. We, we want commercial stuff. So that word commercial, I'm gonna bring that back in again. Um, so uh, I uh, decided, okay, I'm going to have to do it all myself. Um, so I got credit cards, and I bought equipment, and uh, that's when I I met uh, my beautiful, amazing uh, spiritual connection that we have, uh, Maura Hoffman, who she uh, I told her what I I had an idea. I wanted to make a movie. She said, well, I actually know a lot of people that know that idea, that know that message, and I can get them for you. And I said, you're hired. We're we're a team. So we, uh, together, we, with uh, a video camera and some light and a green screen on the wall of my apartment, we interviewed, we started interviewing people that inspired us in our life. And amazingly, I actually found and gotten in touch with some of them that I had met many years prior who who were huge inspirations for me. Some some uh some of them that uh you know we can talk about. Um but they we, we, we were you know, we I was able to get them in the film, but there was no money. Um I didn't know how I was gonna get the project edited because I was still at home. The only editing equipment, professional editing equipment that I worked on were at studios, so I was at home with a little uh, Sony 15-inch bio um, with barely any memory, and uh, that was it. And uh, so I said, you know, I just got to start doing it myself. So I started editing it on Sony Vegas software program and started putting a rough cut together. Um, and, oh, oh, I forgot. That was after taking a year uh, writing the script um, and waiting for the money to come through. No, nothing ever came. So that's when I started putting it together. The rough cut was a disaster. Um, it was not. <laughs> it was. It was not at all what uh, I was hoping it would be. And uh, so that's when I had to. I just felt like that. You know, I didn't. I never gave up. Cause I have this. I don't believe in giving up. So I just decided to uh, put it on hold, and go live my life, and you know, start to just hoping that something will happen. I showed it to somebody, a friend of mine, and he showed it to an editor of his. The editor called me up and said, I know what you need. Um, if you can get, uh, you know, $25,000, I can make the movie what it needs to be. So that's when you pick up the phone and you call You call your... Ooh, hello? Yep. <laughs> Sound effects, great. That's when you pick up the phone and you call your parents. 
and your family. And you say, hey, I need 25000 <laughs> So I uh, I called up my grandfather and my father and told them when I got, when, when, that I had a movie that I wanted to finish and that they knew about, of course. And I said, I need 25000 And they said, these, my, my, uh, my dad and my grandfather, they're, they're not investors. They're not risk takers. So the answer they gave me was, well, we need to see a business plan and we'll consider splitting it. So I said, done. Spent the, last, the next three weeks staying up all night for three weeks, putting a business plan together. Sent it to my grandfather. He read it and he's like, well, it's very well written, uh, but uh, I don't see this kind of genre being very commercial. There's a word to get commercial. And I was thinking to myself, well, what do you want? A cut em up horror flick? Because that's what's commercial right now in Hollywood. And uh, this is where I was thinking. I'd say it. Um, so I was back to, I was back to square one. Um, I was able to get about $1,000 together, gave it to Riz, asked me to put the trailer. Um, he made a trailer that I re-edited and put up, I put up on the Internet. And I just put a call up there. I put a call out and said, hey, uh, we need funds to finish this film. This is what the film's about. Is anyone out there? That's when Bidney Goodenson with the Modern Mystery School loved the trailer and the idea and and uh he and we had met prior because he we actually interviewed him for the film. And he uh said, What do you, how much do you need? So he came through, gave us what we needed and more. Uh hired Riz on. Uh Riz wore almost every hat that I could that the creative hat that you could imagine that I didn't do. Um, including cinematography, uh, the music composition, the, the entire score, um, and the narration, um, and the editing. And he is a true genius. I do have to give a lot of credit to him for making the, the rough cut into something that uh, people really just, that's blowing people away, which is, I'm still completely amazed by that. Um, so that is how uh, we were able to do this. And... Uh, now, I want to I want to jump in here because it it brings up a story uh, that you've shared of an inspiration um, that uh, that you received at a young age. T- tell us what that was. Yes. Yeah. When I back to what sitting at the dinner table and my dad said, um, "No, you cannot do that. You absolutely cannot go to L.A. You're not going. You can't make a movie." Um, it reminded me of a fortune cookie that I got. And I think I was 10 years old when I got a fortune cookie. And this fortune cookie said, one of the great pleasures in life is doing what other people say you cannot do. And that kept ringing in my head because I saved that. I still have that fortune cookie, by the way. I had it taped up on my computer when, when my, my computers came out. <laughs> I taped it up. And uh, that is what uh, inspired me to, to just go against Everyone else's uh, demands for me. I mean, I just like, and and you know what I would tell everyone is that just, don't ever give up on your dreams. That's what I learned is to, to just and to never quit. And, and just because of what other people tell you, um, nobody knows what's best for you. You know what's best, and and your heart will always tell you the right thing to do. Only you can tell yourself what to do. And that's so perfect. And, and you know, at this time, right now, and just with everything that's going on in, in humanity, 
um, you know, what, what's showing up for us in our outer experience of reality, just to hold on to that, that your dreams can become your reality, but you have to believe in it. And it doesn't mean that everyone in your circle or your family members or all your friends need to believe in it, but you need to have that unwavering belief. And that's like that's what I'm just hearing in your words and in your story is that nothing was really going to stop Michael Perlin from getting out there and having the impact on and in the world that you knew you were to have. And that's 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 an inspiration for you know, I mean this is this is how I live, this is this is what I talk about all over the world and share and I'm in I'm inspired hearing this from you and, and your grandfather, you know, how we put so much um, you know, faith and, and emphasis um on on our families and, and really wanting their uh validation and support and everything else and that um that, that that no matter what what came your way you were you were going to do it. Now I want to ask you just going back a little bit in your history. You yeah. raised Jewish, um, and um, obviously by your <clears throat> your your full on um, slipping into this role of being you know like um, a searcher. Yeah, I. Mm-hmm. I uh, Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. You there? Um, it looks like Dr. Dream has lost. disconnected. Yeah. Um. Okay, well, I can already address his question. I know what he was asking. Okay, go <laughs> we'll ahead. Wait for, we'll, we can wait for him to come back in. Um, yeah, he's uh, dialing in right now. But why don't you go ahead and yeah. uh, answer the yeah. question? So, uh, basically... I just when the thing is when when I saw religion when I looked at it from you know after studying metaphysics I realized that people are people are born into religion it's not something that God gives you says here you're this is you it's you're actually well unless you want to look at it that way but you're born into it and people hold on so tightly to their belief systems why because they're born into them. And, of course, it does, there are people that come out of them and, and convert and go other paths, but the majority of people hold on tightly to their to the belief system that their family hands down to them. And I thought that was very interesting. That I, I was, I'm surprised that uh, people don't actually look at themselves and, and uh, ask themselves the question, well, do I have to be this religion? Am I obligated to be the religion that I'm born into? And that was kind of my mindset that I was, that I was going with, and I realized that, well, you know, the movie, the movie, what, what the movie, what the movie is to do, what the three magic words, uh, I, I'm hopefully will do for people, is to um, kind of suggest something to their subconscious mind, and we know that the subconscious mind is suggestible, and words can do that, and these words are just words, but they're pointers. The point is to put a suggestion to the subconscious mind to, um, I like to say, deprogram it, because we all have the programming from our from our childhood on what to believe, what religion to be, um, you know, who, how to how to act and and um, 
how to live in society and who who we're supposed what we're supposed to look like and all that stuff. So it's meant to, to kind of kind of deprogram the personality, the ego that was created from our belief system. And in doing that, it's uh, the goal is to um, kind of activate that the spiritual side in our consciousness, the higher self that knows that it's not it's it's not it's it's not a religion. It's not the religion. We're not a religion. We're not a race, and we're not even the country that we're born in. And you take all that away, and and you have you have just the self, the self that everyone else is a part of. And that's what the movie is really about. Um, it's to show. It's, it's hopefully. I'm hoping that everybody will, will see this and feel their connection with with everyone else in a way that goes beyond um, the petty differences and and racial discrimination and religion um, and all those things. Yes, absolutely. And I love that you um, talk about the interconnectedness of everyone and that there's only one of us here and that we're all the same. And all these, you know, the separation consciousness that we've been used to, um, you know, this is part of the programming. Now, I want to I want to ask you about um your the people that uh you interviewed for the movie and um the the people that inspired you to make the movie. Um how did you, you know, what kind of synchronicities did you experience so uh in order for you to actually, you know, have these people in your movie and um you know, move this uh whole movement along for you? Well, that's a great question. Um when uh before I even started on a on metaphysical studies, um and for most people that I've talked to that started reading spiritual books, they had an experience. They had somebody or something that happened to them that was mystical. That was something that they uh didn't know was possible. You only hear about it in uh in stories. Um I had several occurrences like that where uh you know, synchronicities, coincidences, um and uh, one of the things that occurred, that, that one of the a guests that's in the film, Max Christensen, was, I would call him my first spiritual teacher. Um, this was when I was in Dallas when I ran into him. A friend of mine called me up and said, hey, there's someone that's coming to my house who doesn't really do house visits. He's from Hawaii. He studied with the Kahunas. He's been all around the world and studied with Tibetan Lamas um, and the Masters. And uh, this guy's amazing. And I said, I'm there. So I got in the car and I went over there. And uh, I'm not gonna, I won't go into detail in the whole story of, of what he was doing when I got to the house and who, what I saw him do. But uh, he came over to me and uh, he uh, knew who I was. He knew. He told me he knew what I was doing and what I was going to do, and that he was going to give me something to that I wanted, that I needed to do it. And he gave it to me. And he said, and 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 after that night, he said that uh, I wasn't going to, I might not be able to reach him or see him. Um, that he won't be, he might not be available on the planet after that night. And I didn't know what he really meant by that. I didn't know if he was going to just leave the, the planet and how he was going to do that, or if he was just not going, to, he was going to go and be a hermit in a cave for the rest of his life. I didn't know. So what was, years, hmm? uh, what was the thing that he gave you? He, well, he he 
told me to close my eyes, and he said, uh, think of what you want. And I did. And I didn't see that what, what he gave me until, uh, I'd say, March 4th this year, when I met hmm. Dr. Green. <laughs> so let me just uh, make a long story short. He, uh, 15 years later, I'm, I'm on the phone with a friend, and I'm in L.A., and she brings up Max Christensen. I'm like, you're kidding me. Did you say Max Christensen from Hawaii? She's like, yeah, he's here. And so I'm like, where is he? What time? And so I go over, so 15 years later, I go over to this little metaphysical bookshop in like East L.A. somewhere, and uh, I'm standing there waiting for Max to come out. He comes up and I say, hey, Max, do you remember me? He instantly looked at me and said, yes, that was 15 years ago. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't surprised about that one. So uh, I said, hey, well, Max, uh, I want you to be in my movie. And he goes, okay. So we interviewed him and put him in the movie. And he's just one of the the, the, the spiritual um, inspiration uh, figures, inspirational figures that I that I put in the movie. Um, Neil Donald Walsh was another one of them who, when I started picking up, picking up his books, Conversations with God's book series, those were really life-changing for me. And... Uh, it was really miraculous uh, how I was able to um, uh, uh, reach him and connect with him and get him in the movie, um, and so many others. There was um, when I was at the uh, metaphysical bookshop working there one summer, um, making six dollars an hour. There's a book on the shelf, a used book that another one uh, called uh, Akhenaten, the Extraterrestrial King, the science science fiction. Uh, kind of ancient Egypt type uh, metaphysical book. I read it, and then I read it again, and then I read it again. And then I contacted the publisher, and I said, I want to adapt this into a screenplay. They had the author call me up, and he said, uh, he gave me the right, and uh, his name is Daniel Blair Stewart, and I called him and said, I want you in the movie. So he came all the way down here, and he's in the movie as well. He's uh so that script is uh, is the uh, is the project that I definitely plan to make um, later on. Mm. So yeah, a lot of inspirational people in my life that are in the movie, and they and that, you know that's you know I I think that it's wonderful to be able to to put all the people that were huge inspirations for you uh, on your spiritual path in a movie and hope that it will do you know something similar to the the people that see it. It's a really great feeling. That's just there's there's perfection in all that. This is Doctor Dream. I've made my way back. <laughs> but um, one of the things that that I'm really tapping into with you right now in in listening to all of this is uh, that you really pay attention to um, your intuitive sense of of the flow and. Um, it just I've heard uh, other stories of the synchronicities involved with some of the other uh, players that, that made their way into the film. Um, talk to us a little bit about the role that intuition plays um, in your life and, and about synchronicity in your life. Absolutely. Um, I've, I always ask for guidance, guidance from, you know, a greater power, a higher, a higher source, um, and 
I always um, feel that I receive it. Um, and I think that's important. I'm not trying to be great. I'm not trying to be, you know, oh, the, the, somebody that, that uh, is, uh, you know, on, in the spotlight. I'm my my what I'm what I what I set out to do is really just put my two cents in. That, that's it. Before I, while I'm alive on the planet, um, and I think that I would just my my huge wish is that everyone would do that. Would just put two cents in. You know, Gandhi put I don't know four cents in. But you know, all we have to do is put two. Everybody just put two cents in. We could we can really change the world. And uh, um, so that's. Uh, what a long time ago when I started realizing that uh, that I don't want the world to continue on the path that it's going on. I'm not to say that things are really bad right now here. Most people think, oh, we're fine. But uh, I think as long as we're still fighting wars, we're, we're not. Mm. So the intuition part, I just feel like that, I feel like there are, um, I feel like that there's, forces out there that that got my back because I think that planet Earth is it's very important to uh, that planet Earth has a very important role in the universe. I just I feel it in my heart and I think that I'm not the only one who, who feels that way and I think that I think that um, it's important to listen to really listen to yourself and and Earth will I, I feel like Earth speaks to me as well because I think when you you come to a place where you want to help the planet and you want to help nature and the animals and you want to, um, the all the people to feel that connection and the love for, for planet Earth, that it will speak to you, that she will speak to you and and support you in whatever you do. Mm. So I want to ask you, what do you feel is going on with the planet and with the transition that... Um, not just the planet, but all of us individually are going through. Uh, people talk about, you know, the shift in 2012 and all these things. So I want to know what your perspective is on these times that we're living in right now. Absolutely. We are right now at uh, in uh, April 2011, which is amazing. I think what's amazing is that we made it this far. And I think that because we made it this far, we're going to make it all the way. And... 2012. Everyone's heard about it. They've made movies about it because of the Mayan, uh, the Mayan uh, prophecies and the Hopis and a lot of the different uh, cultures have spoken about it being either the end of the world or a new or, or the beginning of a new one. Um, and I think that uh, we don't know what's going to happen. Nobody really knows. But uh, we can't deny that it's a it's a new age marker. I call it a new age marker, and that's what I what I mean by that is that everyone is expecting something to shift, something to change. Everyone is looking to uh, 2012 as, well, maybe there's going to be a huge shift in whether it's in our consciousness, whether it's in the way we see the world, um, maybe it's in a more peaceful place, a more eco-friendly place where, you know, we have uh, clean environments and, and uh, we've cleaned up all the pollution and all the oil and we're not, you know, we're not... Uh, using fossil fuels anymore, and uh, things like that. I think a lot of people are looking towards a new age and a new um, a new shift for 2012. So I think just the fact that it's a, it's, it's people are expecting change, 
I think that that's enough to create a a wave in the collective consciousness of everyone on the planet. Where once we catch it, once we get on that, uh, it'll just start to to grow from there. Mm. So, what do I think there'll be change? Absolutely. And so, what do you think? Um, we can do on an individual level. Do you feel like the earth will, you know, just shift uh, regardless of how we act? Or do you think there's something that we can truly do and add to this movement to propel this change and allow us to go through it with grace and ease? Yes. Yeah. Um, I did a lot of reading. I did a lot of uh, reading on uh, channel books, channel material, meaning books that were either received from higher beings or extraterrestrials or somebody's own intuition or, or higher self or their spirit guide. I've read all those. But I also read all the ancient uh, prophecies of 2012. And I've, um, will tell you that, you know, I don't take any of them to be any one truth. There's so many different ideas about what is going to happen or what could happen or what we need to do. But what I do... What are the common again, I, I like to find the common themes. And one of the common themes that I did find was that we are if we want to really make it to a new to a heaven on earth, to a paradise, um, we are to go into this shift without any fear. And with just love. With just love for everyone, for the planet, um and uh and to whatever occurs right now, you know, whether it's tsunamis or earthquakes or uh, cataclysms or, or even uh, man-made uh, catastrophes, um, we are to just not be afraid. And if we can go through it with love and with trust, um, then uh, we're gonna. I think we're gonna come into a really a beautiful place, a new, a new, a new earth. That feels great. <laughs> now, let me ask you something. When we, you know, it's it's one thing to say, um, you know, without fear and to be in a place of love, and certainly as Ellie and I travel all around uh, doing, well, last year, you know, 91 unconditional love activations were really tapped into it. But But how do you express that to people, you know, to... I mean, here we've got earthquakes, tsunamis, we've got, you know, whatever people want to focus on that can feed more fear. All they have to do is turn on the TV, turn on the radio, look at any printed uh, media, and they're going to find it. So what what is your, you know, like real practical, let's get down to, you know, what it really is, advice for people um, when this comes up? Because... It, it's just like sort of baiting us um, everywhere uh, we could possibly look. I have a very, very easy answer for that. Yes. You ready? Yeah. Don't don't watch TV. Don't watch the news. <laughs> don't watch the news. Don't watch the media. Uh, 99% of it is fear, and it's uh, uh, tragedy. I, I turned off the TV years ago, and my life has never been the same. See, and and that's how you can live without fear, live without worry. And when you're when you're living a simple life without fear and worry, and 
and and that I can hear a lot of people right now thinking, yeah, but then you're tuning out with what's going on with the world, blah blah blah. Um, no, I still hear it. I have an iPhone. <laughs> um, I know what's going on, but it's how you perceive it, and it's the way that the media makes it sound. It could be a lot worse than it really is. And, You're uh, absolutely right. And, I, and, and, and what I love about it is the old expression, like when computers first came out um, mm-hmm. and things were getting screwed up on people, and it was like, you know, it's garbage in, garbage out. And it's mm-hmm. that thing that, you know, with us, whatever it is that we take in, you know, that's that's where our attention is going to be focused, and that's what's going to end up showing up outside of us, and we're just going to see more and more and more of it. Um, and so I, I love it. I don't watch TV, and I get my news through the phone or through my laptop just enough to know what's going on and, and be in touch without buying into to all the fear. And I, so I, I just love that that, was, uh, that that was your answer. Thanks. It's not my answer, though. I don't really don't think that uh, these answers are coming from me. I, I, I like to say that... Uh, I feel like it's uh, really tapping into what the universe wants to speak through me. And, you know, you, we can call the universe God, we can call it divine consciousness, whatever whatever you choose to call it. Um, but I just don't... I, I just feel like it's... Um, like I, I think there's a lot of people that, that uh, have the same kind of ideas that I have. I think there's a lot more than we think out there that that want to see the end of war and the end of hate. I think everyone will say they want to. Yeah, go ahead. So you're you're traveling around right now. You've got um I I've been I, I see you've been doing some screenings. You're um you you've got some other plans and we'll talk about some of the specifics but you're coming into contact with with a lot of people. What what are you finding out there, and, and what what kind of feedback uh, what kind of feedback are you getting? On the movie, um, people are uh, are are really uh, surprising me with their reactions. Um, I'm having uh, random strangers call me up and crying on the phone, saying that they did the homework I gave them. I, I gave everyone homework at the end of the the uh, LA screening <laughs> to go home and do some homework. And uh, this one woman did it, and uh, she said it uh, changed her life, which was really amazing to me to feel that that I could do that for someone. I mean, if you can do that for one person, it's a huge, uh, huge, break, huge shift that you can that that happens in yourself, and it uh, just brought tears to my eyes. It gave, me, it gave me, you know, it really gave me purpose, more, even more than I had before. So, uh, screenings are really, are, are really great because it's uh, getting to be, to be up there and speaking in person to the people, so they can hear from me um, and Maura um, what our thoughts are after they see the movie. Um, really helps them uh, connect with the message, and uh, so we have a lot of future screenings coming up. Um, we're doing. April 30th with Dr. Dream um, in L.A., which is a conference. And then we have a San Francisco screening uh, at the Nexus 
on May 13th. And uh, several screenings after that, uh, Arizona and uh, Arkansas, Dolores Canyon. Um, and I planned, uh, I planned, we plan to translate the, the movie into every major language because I think that it's, this message is, I mean, that's the goal is to get it out to the world and to, to, so everybody can understand it in their language. Um, and we're already on the way to doing that. We have several languages already translated uh, from English to Spanish to um, Russian to Mongolian, uh, Japanese, French, and many more. I think it's 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 so perfect and and it is so universal and so you know what people what we're all ready for what we are all ready to to be hearing and so i want to know uh you know in my own life uh we i i i reach another pinnacle uh moment and um in in just that in being present in that it just feels like oh okay here i am and then and then that next moment there's there's another hill there's there's uh, another lesson to be learned uh, so the the film's been out now uh since uh i guess the end of last year um you had the los angeles premiere screening on on uh the beginning of march um uh, what what's what's happening right now i mean i realize you're you're out there and you're doing screenings and things like that but but what lessons are coming up and 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 what challenges and um you know what's 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 happening right now on the ground with you michael uh right now we're uh looking for uh, we're we're planning to get the dvds made up they're not available yet those will be available online for purchase um it is also uh going to be viewable online for uh, on on demand video on demand uh, through the website um, and then uh, you know the screenings uh we're looking for funding to take the movie around the world so we can screen it in uh in uh, every major country uh, that's what i you know I always wanted to travel the world why not do it this way <laughs> so um on the ground in the air on the sea. I uh have got a big plan for it. And uh I still have so many other projects I wanna do, but this one uh I'm either gonna do it myself and take it all around the world or unless somebody uh is interested in doing that for me, let me know. <laughs> I'd be happy to talk to you. So uh that's where where I plan to to take the film. I love it. I love it. And you know um just to, to let the listeners know, that's really what what brought us together was me coming to you and saying, we need to get this subtitled in Spanish um, for an upcoming tour of South America that I have and ongoing trips to Costa Rica and and throughout Latin America. And we we have that now. It is subtitled in Spanish. Um, we were more than pleased to to sponsor uh, that part of the spreading of this wonderful message and within what is it the 19th within a couple of weeks I'll be down in uh, in Costa Rica 
doing a screening of, of Three Magic Words. And unfortunately, you will not be with me on that trip, but there is no doubt that um, you and I will uh, be doing some international uh, travel together because we, uh, we both have a passion for it. Now, right. I want to ask something else. Um, you know, it's, it sounds like your life is uh, absolutely golden, um, everything's going your way, um, just, uh, you know, like maybe there, this is just absolutely paved the way for sort of a effortless flow from this point on. And am, am I perceiving everything the right way, Michael? Well, I'm going to tell you about the movie. I, I didn't know what I had. I really didn't know what, what, what the response was going to be. Um, my dad came to the premiere, my parents, my mom and dad. And we went to dinner the following night. And my dad looked at me for the first time in, for the first time ever and said, your, your mom and I, finally, we finally understand uh, what this whole spiritual thing is all about, what you and your brother have been into all these years. We, we now, we get it. And... I can't even tell you in words what the feeling that, that I felt at that moment. Like it was your father finally accepting his child and accepting me. And uh, that was really, I think that, I, I, to tell you the truth, now that I think about it, I think that that was what was, what was driving me throughout to, to make this movie, was not just to gain his acceptance, but, to, but I knew that there's so many people that, didn't understand what it means to be spiritual. And it just sounded like a scary word to them. And it sounded uh, like, oh, God, don't talk to me about God. Well, this <laughs> this movie is, uh, I would have to say, I think after re seeing the responses and the, the uh, feedback from people and my own parents, that this, if you don't know what it means to be spiritual, uh, this movie will, will uh, explain that to you. And, and and you'll understand. What a wonderful gift to be putting out there in the world for for all of us. You know, even what really impressed me that night in Los Angeles was that your film was singing to the choir. It wasn't preaching to the choir. It was literally singing to the <laughs> choir. I and yet, when we all got out into the lobby of that theater, you could feel that it had impact had had an impact on all of us and I'm talking about leaders in the field of you know assisting people in their awakening in personal development i mean the the, the some of the top people that i i I know personally and and met that night in in the same a field that, that that I'm in were there and they were absolutely touched by the film and the message and um, I think that right there said to I mean that's that's what got me I was just like whoa you know this is this is what I I travel around the world sharing in my own way and 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 Michael Perlin has found a way to to encapsulate this in in such a beautiful package that it 
it, it's available now for anybody to just tap into, and it's not the full-on. Uh, how long is the film, Michael? It's only about fifty-four minutes. And this, I love that part also. It's like you don't even need a long attention span, you know, to get fully brought into this. It didn't need, you know, a hundred and twenty minutes to to really develop, draw you in, and fully embrace you with the message. And um, I, I just uh, seriously, you know, put it out there for for everyone within earshot <laughs> to. Um, to find their way to one of the screenings or, or go to the website and just connect with this energy of the film and, 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 and share it. Um, I mean, share it with the people you love most and the people you love most that you haven't met yet. Share it with them also because, um, you know, that's really what it's about. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's incredible. And so I'm, uh, thank you. First, Personally, just thrilled. I'm, I'm like, the, I've turned into a full-on cheer, cheering section uh, for this, but um, I <laughs> think you man. already that, knew that. <laughs> that is really, really just very nice to hear you to say that and very special to hear that. I'm just so much gratitude for you and for appreciating the work and, and, and the project. Really appreciate that. Now, Michael, in our everyday lives, um, I've got to believe just, more so than ever that um, you have a lot of the same experiences and realizations and um, opportunity to um, have a perspective reflected back to you. Um, I know that you talk about um, the the connection that we have with everything. And um, so I know that when you talk about that, when you hold that as a foundation belief that your outer experience of reality shows up beautifully every day, reflecting that connection to everything back to you. I, I just want you to share a story or two about, you know, how this shows up for you in your life as you, you know, have your day-to-day life and you do, you know, what you do. I don't imagine that your entire existence is um, hobnobbing with, um, uh, you know, the the Hollywood set and the whole red carpet thing and limousines shoveling you all over. I imagine you're like the rest of us, um, you know, doing all this and then having to do your laundry and, and uh, <laughs> vacuum the floors and do the dishes and all that. Tell me a little bit about, you know, how your life shows up for you based on, on your foundation beliefs? Well, well, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I would have to say that I, I listen. And I listen to what is true for me. And when I, see, I pick up little bits and pieces of things from all different kinds of material, whether it's a person or a film or a book, and I take a mental note of it. And, um, you know, science believes that the the consciousness, I'm sorry, science believes that the energy in all matter uh, is just energy. And it just, uh, it just doesn't have, it has no 
basically just functions like like what we think a normal electricity functions like. But uh, spiritual spiritual minded people believe that the energy in all matter is conscious. It actually is alive. And if you look at that, if you look at quantum physics and metaphysics and what we've come to realize after so many years of study uh, of the electron, of the Heisenberg principle, um, that it really makes more sense that everything is alive and has its own consciousness than than just inanimate matter. When we know that uh, everything is energy, and yeah, and when you come to that, when you when you really come fully into that understanding, I didn't just go into it because I thought it was a cool idea. I went into it because I knew that if that it just made sense to me, like it felt right to me. And so I said, all right, I'm going to take that to be truth. When I took that to be truth, it opened up a whole world of possibility for me, and 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 it and I and I felt my connection to everything, and I feel it now. What would to the universe, to the earth, to the, to the trees, to the animals? I really feel like uh, that they they are one with us, and what we do to the earth and to the planet and to the animals, we we do to ourselves. What we do to other people, we do to ourselves. So that's the, that's the, the space. That's the, that's the truth that I'm living in right now. Is that um, everyone is me, and that um, and that I'm I'm just in, in in a world of of me, not not in an egotistic way, but uh, <laughs> that uh, we're just that we're all one. Hmm. I love that, Michael. We are indeed all one. Now, I want to ask you, you know, when you realized that we are all one and when you had the realization that this energy isn't just, you know, the electrical socket energy, that this energy is consciousness and that everything is alive and that everything is interconnected, how has your life changed after that point and how do you live now, knowing what you know, you know, how do you go about your daily life knowing that kind well, of information? Yeah. Well, basically, all the stuff you hear about in books, like the coincidences, the mystical happenings, like the Celestine Prophecy and all these books that first came out and kind of introduced us to the New Age uh, idea uh, and philosophy, um, all that stuff started happening. When I felt my connection and, and oneness, um, I started noticing this synchronicity, and I started connecting with other people that were there at exactly the right time when they needed to be there to give me the next message or the next uh, understanding or, or my next step to take on the path. And I felt guided the entire time because I connected to, I was connected to the spirit in everyone. And I wasn't looking at them at at their problems or their worries or or and I just I looked at them as what is this person here to teach me? And what message can I can, what what can I learn from this experience and this relationship with this person? And how can I become a better person myself from, from this experience? And uh so now I would say that yeah, that that's that's what is that's that's where I'm what I see now when I mm. interact with people. 
I see. So every person that you come into contact with, every relationship that you have, and, um, you know, relationships, you know, aren't just with people. Uh, a relationship can be with anything in your outer experience. So every relationship that we have is an opportunity for us to grow, learn, and evolve. Is that right? Absolutely. Nice. That. That's um that's beautiful because um yeah. you know that that's that's why we're here. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really important um right now we're we're at a crucial time in our spiritual evolution. And uh I think it's time to go beyond religion um and see our connection, our true spiritual connection with each other. Mm, and how would you say we can in the simplest most way how can we do that if you were talking to an everyday person walking on the street you know what can you say so that you know it could really sink in and uh you know change people's perspectives well gandhi said it well and john lennon said it well and ernest holmes said it well einstein said it well um and i can go on and on but these are the greatest minds of all time plato aristotle um they they said that uh, to see the divine in other people as the divine in yourself. And uh, so I would say to look at everyone as a spark of divine divinity. Hmm. So basically, you know, when when we talk about this energy consciousness field that we're all a part of... Um, and we, when we say we're all one, um, we literally, you know, mean it. You know, everybody is made up of the same energy, whether you're um, a sentient human being or, you know, an inanimate object. We're all made of the same energy. And uh, you're absolutely right. And I agree uh, with what you're saying that, you know, it's very important to look at everything and everyone as divine and as we are ourselves, that we are all the same. We're all made up of the same energy that exists all around us and all in all around in the universe. Yeah. Right. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, so, it's a, yeah, go ahead. No, I just uh, was going to mention that um, with what you're saying, if there's any... Uh, any other inspirations that uh, you were talking about Dolores Cannon and I actually wanted to ask you uh, a little bit earlier uh, how did she inspire you because I understand that Dolores has been around for quite some time and um, you you know uh, when I was watching the movie uh, she was a huge uh, part of it and uh, I, I feel like her message is very similar to what we're talking about now so uh, if you could just talk about a little bit about that and uh, how she was an inspiration to your life and the movie. Yeah, well, Maura Hoffman had a connection with, with Dolores Cannon initially and brought her into an interview. Um, she came to my house. I didn't know who she was, but I had a book on my shelf by her that I had read. I had no idea it was it was the same person until I walked into my room and she started saying, oh, what you know, she started mentioning the books that she'd written. And um so little did I know she had inspired me many, many years back when I read her book. Um and she 
she writes on so many various topics, um, all on metaphysics and, and um, ideas that uh, were not taught as as a child. Mm. And um, that, uh, I think it's, um, we're definitely in a new age. And I think the new age movement is a perfect label for what's happening. Thank you for whoever came up with that. I think it was, um, <laughs> Madam, I think it was uh, the Theosophy Society, that, uh, Madame Blavatsky, or no, um, Alex Bailey came up with it, I believe. Um, but, it, but it caught on. New Age, uh, and, and I think it's now time to to open our minds up and, and really uh, and listen to new ideas that we're not familiar with. Because, um, and that that's what Dolores Cannon brought to me, were things when I first read her books were things I never heard of before. And then I did research and found it cropping up in so many other other books that I had. So her message is very, very powerful. And she even goes back in history and and speaks of things that um, secret teachings, secret mystical teachings of, of different uh, ages that she is now revealing to, to, to the modern day world. And I think that's just a wonderful thing that she's been doing. And she, she can't stop. She loves it. She just, it just pours out of her. And, and, um, and it's, it's, it's what she loves. Is, is teaching, giving these teachings to the world. She knows it's making an impact and making a change. I absolutely just love her so much. And I'm going to uh, uh, show the movie and speak with her um, in Arkansas on June 13th. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll do, be doing another one of these radio shows uh, with her, Dolores Cannon, on Friday, this Friday. So you could just Beautiful. go to her, her, uh, her website or, or mine. Now, I'm sure that I'm not the first one to to ask this. Um, the, as the as more people are seeing the film, really being touched by it, uh, as I've expressed, as as Ilya has expressed, and and so many others, uh, there must be thoughts of, of a sequel. You know, either bringing the number of words down from three to maybe two or one, or <laughs> bringing it up to four or five. What What are your thoughts um, about a sequel well, at this point, Doctor Green? A sequel has to come after, so it's going to be four magic words. And we, Moore and I, always had in mind to do four magic words. Um. So yes, uh, can I tell you what they are? Uh, of course not, but you know. Um, I do, we do we we do plan to do four magic words, and there is a process. A lot of people ask me after they see three magic words, they say, "So, okay, now what? What do I do with this knowledge? You know, how do I apply it to my life?" Um, and they want to know that. Um, but uh, I tell them just just let the uh, let it shift you. You know, and when you see the movie, whoever has not seen it, you don't understand what that means. Um, but uh, so I do see it that it's uh, something we will want to do, so we can actually bring in more of uh, how to apply it and what do you do next um, in in the next movie. And with four magic words, it's the next step. Once you you get to this place spiritually on a spiritual level, once you get to the place that three magic words takes you, then you are ready to go to the next level. 
and Four Magic Words will take you there. Which wow. is a big one. I'm, I'm sensing an, a, an ongoing series. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I have other projects, <laughs> you know, other screenplays that uh, I plan to produce and uh, that I wrote when I was uh, eating ramen noodles and tuna fish in a little tiny apartment making $6 an hour. I spent years uh, on these, uh, on all the metaphysical uh, um, knowledge that I that I received from these books. And I, and I put them all into these screenplays and I still plan to make all those. So, um, many, many uh, projects in the mix. I love that. Now, I, I've got a question for you. I mean, I'm, I, because we've got some things going on, I'm, keeping track of you a little bit, you know, here and there, not quite stalking you, but certainly paying attention to, to what's going on. Um, and uh, this is something that this particular question I'd like to ask um, other people that I I get connected with who are at that same level that I'm at of like so much happening and just, um, you know, so much vying for our, attention of like you were just talking about really great projects and dreams and things like that what tell me tell us a little bit about your personal practice in in your life your you know what is it like for you when you wake up in the morning what is there a particular practice of of activities that you do to stay balanced focused in alignment <laughs> you're, you're acting it's it's like uh, I feel like you're treating me like an A-list celebrity, celebrity or something. What do you brush your teeth? What, what do you do? You do? <laughs> um, I'm just a just a normal guy. I I'm I just uh, wake up and um, I used to practice meditation every morning, um, but I got so busy that I I made excuses. Um, but now I'm getting back into it. It's very important, um, especially to decrease the stress level that, uh, you know, one may have throughout the day. So I, I definitely um, am doing more meditation now that I have the time since I quit my full-time job. Um, and uh, and I'm spending a lot of time just, uh, you know, help make creating space for this movie to get out there. Um, but my life has changed. I, I used to work full-time, 9 to 5, for 13 years when I moved to L.A. and uh, for other people. And so I was doing this. I was writing all the, all the scripts. I was working on the movie um, at nights and weekends you know, with a full-time job. So, and, and there's so many things that inspired me I, that to do that to just keep hanging in there, and I would say that um, Manly P. Hall is one of them. Manly P. Hall is a, was a 33rd degree Freemason who, um, he has a center right here in L.A. on Griffith and Los Feliz. Um, and uh, in his lifetime, he went, he left the, uh, he left the Masons, and, and he put out uh, all of the secret teachings to the world against their wishes. And he wrote over 250 books on metaphysical philosophy. And he did, and he spoke, and he sculpted, and he did artwork and painting. Um, 
and and then there was this one guy, and that, that, that's that's a famous guy. Then there was this guy I worked for, worked with at, at a law firm in Dallas. This little Mexican guy who had a wife, three kids, um, and uh, was a paralegal with me. And he was went back to college, doing you know, and I saw him studying every night. And I said, "How do you do this? How do you have, how are you going back to school, have a full time job?" Uh, married with three kids, and he just said, I don't know, but I think we can do anything we put our minds to. And so it's like little people can teach you so much. And I knew that I could do it. I believed that I could do it, even with juggling the full-time job with no money and nobody to help me. And I just kept on, kept keeping on. And that's what I do every day. I wake up every day. And I know and I believe that I can do anything because I think our thoughts create our reality, which, which is another metaphysical truth that I learned over the years. And we really, you know, the secret brought us the, the power of positive thinking. Everyone's heard of that. And I think that people are um, not really knowing how to do it. And, you know, if you really looked into it, understood it, They'll tell you that, well, it's not going to happen for you to have any doubt at all. And that's true, too. But, um, and that's sometimes the subconscious and you can't control it. But I wake up every day and I, I just uh, believe that everything is going to work out. And I don't worry about anything. And that's part of the, there's a section in the movie that, that talks about that, too. Is uh, everything's going to happen, whether or not you worry about it or not. So there's no point in worrying about it because <laughs> it's going to go a certain way. Uh, it's going to go a certain way no matter what. And, you know, there's some aspects that you can help push along or control. And, and But uh, whatever's going to happen is going to happen, and, you're, and you have to move forward. So um, worry, I really, really do uh, take worry out of my life. And I think that everyone knows that worry causes stress. Stress causes aging. Um, and health problems and illness. So if we know that, why worry? Right. Good. Now, I have a series of three short uh, questions. Yes. First one, what are you reading right now? Just in general, <laughs> like on your bedside table. Um, I am not reading a metaphysical book. I am reading... Uh, WordPress for dummies. <laughs> but that's not to say <laughs> that's not to say that I have a list. I have a list of books uh, that I'm trying to get to, as I always do, um, that are on the list. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, yeah. now, um, what um, what is the last uh, film that, that you saw other than your own film possibly? Well, that's an interesting question. I don't really uh, know how it, it has anything to do with uh, what uh, people want to know about the metaphysics, but um, I just saw the uh, source code. Well, I, it gets kind of metaphysical. Um, it was very similar to Inception. It was a uh, suspense thriller 
Nice. Nice. I think yeah. it's just it's it's interesting to you know, it's one of the things with um, you know, friends of mine, I, I always like to know what where their attention is focused and things like that and WordPress for dummies is not the book that, you know, if you gave me forty choices I probably would have missed uh I probably still would have missed that one. <laughs> yeah, well yeah, you got I have to tell you you asked me what I was reading right this second. But yeah, I just I, I'm just I take time to take to do normal things that, that you know, that, that uh, let me relax and, and enjoy who I want to be, you know. I'll go to a movie. I'll, I'll uh, go to dinner with friends. I'll pick up a dummies book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just, uh, and I stay out focused on, on putting my two cents in. That's all we have to do. Awesome, Michael. Um, now, we're uh, getting close to uh, the end here, and I want to ask you, what is your vision for the new Earth? What would you like to see? What would you, what do you envision this planet to to be and to, you know, how how do you envision this to come about, this shift in consciousness and this new Earth that we're all shifting into? My vision, and I think it really is everybody's, is that we create together a new utopia where there's no more war, there's no race hatred, there's no religious sectarianism, uh, there's no more pollution. Um, We're not uh, destroying the planet and the animals and nature and creating species extinction. And we are living in eco-friendly, sustainable villages. And everybody's living in harmony where there's no lies, there's no corruption, there's no greed. Where money is just, is no longer a problem. Um, Where the economy is no longer a problem. Where oil is no longer a problem. And where we unite as one race, one human race, um, of, of the blue planet in the solar system. And I think once we can do that, uh, I think we're in for something wonderful to occur. I don't know what it is, but I think if we can do that, we can get to that place of unity where there's world peace and divine love for all our fellow man and woman. Um, I think that we're in for something spectacular to, to happen. And uh, I hope that we can get there in my lifetime. Because I'd like to see it before I leave. <laughs> I think you're uh, you're very much. Uh, I think I can speak for Ilya also. Like the two of us, we got the uh, the full ride uh, ticket for this um, journey um, here, embodied as uh, uh, as the the New Earth Collective, and what how exciting that is, and uh, really love to um, love that we're all here together on the front line. Uh, doing what we are passionate about doing, um, what really just 
stokes that fire of desire uh, within us and um, hearing your story and being brought more into to your world, which is our world, which is the one world universe cosmos that there is, uh, has been a real treat for me tonight. Now, I've got to share, you know, this, we have our first um, event together coming up on April 30th, which is a week from yes. Saturday, and it's in Los Angeles. Yes. And so this is um, this is exciting. I, I've been, you know, I'm always meeting the most incredible people, and, and there's that word again in relation to you, Michael, uh, and others, and so... I really wanted to to pull several of us um, together into one event and, uh, you know, really create just a, a powerful experience for people. And this is exactly what we have done on May the 30th. It's a Saturday in Los Angeles. We are doing April. the Mind Heart... April, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm jumping ahead. April 30th, which is a week from uh, a week from Saturday, we're doing the Mind Heart Spirit New Earth Wisdom Tour. This is uh, the first date in a tour that we put together, and it is uh, the New York Times best-selling author Mike Barra. It is um, Laura Eisenhower, uh, who is the great-granddaughter of, of course, uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower. Um, and it is you, Michael Perlin, and myself, Dr. Dream, and uh, this is going to be quite the experience. We've, we're, we've got an all-day conference plan from 9 in the morning till, uh, till 6 in the evening. Uh, you will be screening Three Magic Words and be uh, doing some extra pieces with that, including a, a Q&A with the audience. Yes, and I'm going to give you. I'm going to give, and the audience gets homework. To take homework. I, I love that. We heard about that homework already. I know about that homework. <laughs> homework, yeah, and the homework is that it's either going to change your life, or it's not. Like everything, do it. If you do it, I, I, you know what? If you do the homework, it does. It will. <laughs> if you don't, it won't. It, it can't help but but change your life. And also, um, uh, I'll be out there with, uh, of course, Ilya and um, several others from the Band of Angels, and we'll be facilitating uh, one of our uh, experiences uh, along the lines of the activations, galactivations that uh, that we did last year. But certainly, the the next um, step in that uh, process, the evolution of our Universal Love Galactivation we'll be doing at this event. And people that are interested to go to our website, which is newearthtour.com. That's newearthtour.com. All the information is there. There's an early registration discount that's available now. And, uh, you know, we just want to... Um, want to see as many of you out there as possible because, uh, you know, it's all about us really getting together and having these these shared experiences um, that that take us all to that next level, whatever, whatever that is for us. 
Then also the next one that we have with you, Michael, same uh, same group. We're in Sedona, Arizona on June 4th. Uh, that's a Saturday. And uh, we're just getting um, final details together for June 5th um, in Phoenix. And so um, lots of excitement. And, and then in between those two events, I'll be down in Costa Rica um, doing screenings of uh, of the film. And uh, some other events, Ilya. What? What? I feel like we're missing something. What else do we have going on? Uh, we have an event in the middle of May uh, with you and Laura Fredrickson. Oh, exactly! Breakthrough to empowerment again in Los Angeles. This is a two-day um, conference, and uh, this is. Really, be, because of the amount of time, it gives us an opportunity to to get in there and really adjust um, whatever it is that's blocking us um, as individuals living our lives um, to the, to our fullest. Whatever it is that's that's blocking us, and that is breakthrough to empowerment. Um, also, I, I guess uh, what is it? The weekend before the June Fourth event in Sedona, we'll be out at Lightning in a Bottle. Or you're going to be out there also, Michael, aren't you? I don't know yet. It's a possibility. Gotcha, gotcha. Now I have to tell you something else, um, and I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, your brother and I are connected. Yeah, he told me he ran into you. Yeah, we're um, we're. Uh, together uh, as, uh, you know, I don't know what the word is, but uh, people that are um, taking the, the lead with the uh, Red Lightning Camp at uh, at Burning Man this year. Right. So now, are you, do you have plans to make it out to Burning Man? I do. You know, I, I the first time I went there, um, it changed my life. I saw what, you know, a new possibility for the planet and for how we all get along with each other. And uh, so I, I plan to be there every year after that. And the only year that I missed was this year went during the uh, post-production of the film. So, you know, I had to, uh, when there's a major priority in place, I, I, I don't go. Um, but hopefully, I mean, normally the, the Burning Man is the priority for me. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's just, it was a wonderful experience. And Red Lightning Camp is the only camp I know of on the whole playa that stands for a beautiful, sustainable, eco-friendly, um, spiritual community. And they even construct giant teepees to display that um, mentality, that, that philosophy. And um, it really does, I think, that they have created a huge change and shift um, at that festival and kind of uh, brought it to a new place. And it's, it's making impact on everyone who's, who's gone and everyone who goes now. So red light yeah, is, is yeah, great stuff. I mean, it's, an, it's another one of those life experiences um, very similar to uh, your film that, that you can't have the experience without um, something really big changing within you. So right. uh, hopefully we'll, um, we'll, obviously you and I are going to be um, out there, Ilya also, and, and some more angels and, I don't know, 65,000 uh, other people. Yeah, and the movie's going to be screened there at the Telekey, at the Red Lightning Camp. Uh, perfect. The, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's perfect. Now, you know, I get back to Los Angeles tomorrow, 
uh, Ilya and I do our video broadcast, live video broadcast tomorrow night, and then we leave on Thursday to go hang out with another friend of yours, Michael, uh, Laura really? Fox, up at oh, uh, Earth Day, San Francisco on Saturday. We are, um, Laura and I are emceeing together, and we've got the uh, Dream Reality New Earth Interactive Community Art Project. Um, a four foot by twenty foot canvas and paints, and um, everyone gets to uh, kind of add to this this vision, like we've spoken about tonight, uh, of New Earth. So exciting things! All of that going just, on, but I want to go ahead. Can I just say something about Laura Fox? Yeah, <laughs> she has been the most amazing supportive guardian angel for me on this project, and has been. Uh, I just I couldn't have done this. This uh, the final stages of the project, uh, getting it to to the masses without her. She's and she's responsible for the look of the website and the promotion and the the, the screenings and the publicity. And I, I just want to just put my heart out and huge thanks and hugs and kisses to Laura Fox. She's amazing. Well, you and I could co-chair her fan club. Uh, for sure, and I'll pass that along to her. Um, at this point, I just want to thank you for, for being with us tonight. Ilya, I want to thank you. Uh, I want to thank everyone who's listening live or actually anyone who's listening to these words right now at all, whether it's tonight or at some other time. Uh, it really is about all of us coming together, supporting each other, and um, and and being who we came here to be. So, uh, Michael, I will look forward to seeing you very soon. And, Ilya, I will see you uh, tomorrow at about 1230. And um, just sending all sorts of love out to everyone. Thank you so much. Love you, brother. Thank, Thank you, 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 guys. Brother. Love you, guys. Thank you all so right. much. Love you, too. All, all right. right. Bye, guys. Love you. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night.